Today we're going to talk about stock buybacks, which I am not a big fan of. I am not a big fan of stock buybacks. I'll talk about why later. What is a stock buyback? That is when a company takes the cash on its balance sheet and uses it to buy its own stock in the marketplace. I know, it sounds crazy. It sounds like manipulation to me. What are the motivations for doing this? Well, if you buy back your stock, you're reducing your share count and you're increasing earnings per share. It makes the stock go up. Okay? Well, the stock going up is a nice side effect because the managers of the company and the officers and the directors own a bunch of stock. So they all get richer. Okay. Now, what the company is doing is they're returning cash to shareholders. And the reason they do this is because if a company has a bunch of cash and there's really nothing to invest it in, there's nothing, there's no business ventures they want to pursue, then they should give the cash back to shareholders. It's a nice problem to have, okay? And you can do this either through buybacks or dividends, okay? So a lot of companies will buy back stock for tax reasons because buybacks are, well, actually, you know, buybacks just got taxed. We'll talk about that in a second, but dividends are double taxed, okay? Personally, I think dividends are a good thing. You're giving that cash to shareholders and shareholders can reinvest it in the stock or invest it in other stocks or spend it on stuff or do whatever. But the point is that the shareholders are better stewards of that capital than the company, which is going to waste it. They're going to set that money on fire. So it's better to give it back to shareholders. Companies just going to blow it on stupid projects. Now, the dividend yield on the S&P in 1990 was 4%. The dividend yield on the S&P now is 1.5%. So basically what happened over that time period was that CFOs figured out that buybacks are a more efficient way, a more tax efficient way to return that cash to shareholders and they began issuing less dividends. I'm a fan of dividends. I wish the dividend yield of the S&P was 4%. That would be awesome. But here's my problem with buybacks. Companies are really bad at buying back stock. Why? They buy it when it's up. They don't buy it when it's down. They buy it when it's up. There are exceptions to that rule. There are some companies that buy it when it's down. But by and large, they buy it when it's up. They buy the stock when it's up. And then the company gets into trouble. The stock goes down. Then they have to do a secondary on the lows. So they're buying it high and they're selling it low and they're destroying value. This happens over and over and over again. Starbucks recently was doing a buyback and their stock went down 40% and they're like, no, we're not doing the buyback anymore. We quit. I'm like, guys, now is the time to do the buyback. The stock is down 40%. Now is the time to be doing it. It's not the time to be quitting. You just bought all the stock on the highs. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And all companies do this. They're destroying wealth. Doesn't make any sense. If a stock goes down, you want to buy more of it. Now, the corporate finance reason to do a stock buyback is because you want to increase financial leverage. You can sell bonds, raise cash, and then buy back stock. If things go well, the stock should go up a lot. 
There was a book a few years ago called The Outsiders by William Thorndike. And it was about all these companies that leveraged themselves to the hilt. They sold a bunch of bonds and bought back stock. And they almost went bankrupt, but didn't. And then the stocks went up. Like, if you do this, if you issue bonds to buy back stock, you are increasing the risk of bankruptcy. Even a company like Apple, the most solid company in the universe, 0% chance of bankruptcy. They've gone way into debt. They're doing a $90 billion buyback. It is possible that Apple could go bankrupt. Sure, it's a possibility. If you don't have any debt, you can't go bankrupt. So, what I think Apple should do, and they don't have the cash now, they spend it all, but... You know, when they had lots of cash, they just should have issued a big special dividend and give the cash to shareholders if they, if they don't know what to do with it. But that generates a giant tax bill. You see, if they issued $90 billion in dividends, then about $25 billion of that would end up back with the government. So that's the problem with taxes. You see, dividends are double taxed, buybacks are single tax, so it makes more sense to do buybacks. Why don't we get rid of the taxes on dividends? That's my idea. Get rid of the tax. It's that, that money has been taxed twice. It's been taxed twice. It's been taxed once at the corporate level and once at the shareholder level. Stop doing that. So that makes too much sense. Now, back in 2019, when he was running for president, Marco Rubio proposed a tax on buybacks. That was the first time something like that had happened. And people were like, that's actually not a bad idea. And I'm like, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> it's a terrible idea because now you're going to have taxes on dividends and buybacks. So now under the Inflation Reduction Act, buybacks are being taxed 1%. So Apple, if you know, imagine they had done this buyback after this law was passed. If they did a $90 billion buyback, they would have to pay $900 million in taxes. And believe it or not, that's de minimis. They don't care. They'll pay the tax because it's still more tax efficient than issuing a dividend. If you want to, I mean, the goal here is to disincentivize companies from doing buybacks. The goal isn't really to raise revenue. It's not raising a lot of revenue. There were $850 billion in buybacks in 2021. That would be $8.5 billion in taxes. That funds the government for about six hours. Okay, so it's not about revenue. You want to incentivize people to issue dividends. The tax would have to go up to about 10% before companies started issuing dividends. And that tax will go up over, the t over time, right? Right now, it doesn't raise a lot of revenue. They're going to look at this as a potential pile of revenue, and they're going to raise this tax over time. What a world we live in. Taxes on everything. By the way, stocks that do buybacks tend to outperform stocks that don't. You can measure this. There's a buyback index. It's massively outperformed the S&P 500. There's even a buyback ETF. I don't know what the ticker is. Probably not a good time to buy it. Anyway, that's enough on stock buybacks for me today. The whole thing makes me depressed. Keep in mind, there are two sides of the story on stock buybacks. If you wanna, if you wanna hear the other side of the story, Talk to Cliff Asness. I don't want to give you a slanted point of view. I've often wondered what kind of people become corporate executives. 
you know, a lot of the people that I went to school with, work with, whatever, they work on Wall Street, they work in consulting, they get jobs like that. But how do you become a C-suite executive in an S&P 500 company? I know one guy that's doing that. He's a COO of a big company. I don't know how you do it. So don't think about this stuff. Just keep doing what you're doing. Get the broad index for stocks. Get the broad index for bonds. Dollar cost average. Send your money to mutual funds every month. You might have heard the story about the college student that made $110 million trading Bed Bath & Beyond. Don't try to be like that guy. That's a one in a billion shot. And if you went around to buying call options on companies that are almost bankrupt, 99 times out of 100, it's not going to do anything. You're just going to end up with nothing. And the guy that made $110 million probably thinks he's a genius. Probably doesn't realize the role that luck played in this. And he's going to turn $110 million into $10 million. <laughs> I guarantee it. You know, my advice to him would be like, buy some real estate, dude. Buy some land, buy a huge house, and put the rest in the awesome portfolio. $110 million is an insane amount of money. That's insane. Like, I just bought Mega Millions tickets, and the jackpot's $99 million. I could use $110 million right now. Maybe I should buy some crypto, or maybe not. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.